Good evening and welcome to Xbox Tavern's X-Pod Tavern episode 91st. I'm Jamie on this lovely Sunday evening and I'm once again joined by MPV Graham. Hello. Hello Graham and also Scottish Graf Ross. Hello. Hello Scottish Graf Ross. Hello MPV Graham. How are we gentlemen? Doing fine. Doing good. Very very happy to hear this. Uh, Obviously you're missing, uh, we're missing a couple of members this week. Ladies favourite Daniel's out. Um. I, wedding, wanna, I was going to say, I think he's at a wedding. And, both at a wedding. and so is uh, yeah. Million Man Ian, who's also at a separate wedding many miles across the country. So hopefully you guys are having fun. We'll catch, up, catch up with you next week. Um, but for now, let's just get straight into what is the Xbox <laughs> news of the week. Da, 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 da. And it's a shame they're not here because really we could be talking, we could do with as many friends and family as we possible. could as possible because... The uh, Xbox Game Pass friends and family leak could mean fre- sharing with friends. Uh, so obviously uh, they started testing this family um, Game Pass sharing program in Ireland and Colombia, was it, the other day? Um, so, and yeah. a, a leak, uh, like a logo leak from someone. I'm not even going to attempt to read that name, but it's on. I'm reading it from uh, The Verge. And they say they found the, the image that says Game Pass and underneath in a very official looking imagery says friends and family. Uh, so it's not obviously the idea was it was a family plan you share it with your family quote unquote but it seems like they're leaning into the fact that nobody's actually going to share it with their family directly necessarily that you know they're going to be friends sharing it all over the place as long as we're in, within the same country so this is good news obviously gentlemen um just reading again from Virgil, it says uh, the leak could mean microsoft isn't thinking about restricting game pass ultimate subscribers to sharing the benefits with just immediate family members the current preview allows xbox game pass ultimate subscribers to pay 21.99 euros a month in ireland instead of the regular 12.99 for an unnamed test plan that includes sharing subscription benefits with up to four others microsoft doesn't currently mention a family restriction in its test plan only that people need to be in the same country um obviously we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago but it's good that they're a bit more information coming out from this now uh ross do you, is this still something that is that is keen for you you're keen for i should say yeah uh, I was, I was even speaking, though you're not technically within the same country i'm sure it'll work i was work speaking to my mate about it the, um, the other night and he's he's sort of big on playstation but with the intention of picking up an xbox and i was like it's just another wee thing that's brilliant for he can piggyback on my game pass and things like that um it's great for like people who do their game sharing and stuff like that because then it's just a nice way to divvy up costs like right so i pay for the game pass so that means like you buy x amount of games and i pay for game pass mm. and just you're getting all the creature comforts of having the console but you're not having to fork out all the money that you would necessarily need to fork out because microsoft are allowing you to do like the game share splitting the game pass and then obviously you could share your xbox live when they were doing as much of it with that as well so you yeah. didn't need to worry about playing xbox live then your games for both sets of people who wanted to play it yeah, and and going back to what you just mentioned about you, know, you buy this and I'll buy this type thing. Effectively, what's that twenty one ninety nine a month? That's not even half the price of a you know a, a big budget AAA, AAA game. game so, yeah, yeah, you've only got to buy a couple of them a year, really, and you're you're sort of laughing, really. Graham, that's obviously only if you're buying it singular month as well. Obviously, you're bulk buying sort of a couple of months. There's always discounts applied to that if you yeah. buy the whole year out and split the cost, however many ways. That's the cost just sort of divvied up even further. So, exactly, much like the was it Nintendo Switch Online? I know it's not quite the same service, but if you buy it a year, I think it's something like fifty quid for like the one with all the Mega Drive and SNES games and all that. Mm. Buy it about eight, you fucking a couple of quid. Yeah, I have all these games and we can play online together, no problem. Yeah, um, and like I said, sharing with up to four people and 
possibly still game sharing amongst ourselves, you know, and our various parents as well. We can spread the love far and wide, far and wide. So, Gray, you still interested in this? Obviously, picking up, you know, perhaps sharing it amongst us and our family and friends. Yeah, well, I think it was probably something we've considered already about how sort of the mechanics of that, because someone's obviously got to be the lead in that whole bit. It's just, I think the only tiny drawback is I assume only the lead can sort of in, get the games of gold for free, but I imagine the rest of the family wouldn't get that that outside piece. I don't know how mm. that bit would work as such. Maybe. Not that it's a massive loss, but... Well, no, <laughs> not not at least uh, last few months anyway. Um, I suppose... But I suppose if they download it, will you just not get access to it? I'm sure you get access to it, but whilst the family big is intact, I guess. Oh yeah, so uh, yeah, because like the 360 ones, once you download them, you've got them. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, yeah. So it does say here um, about restricting subscribers to sharing their benefits with just the media. So it could be you could still access it at Games of Gold or. Uh, the perks and stuff as well of Game Pass Ultimate because it'd be a bit shit if you you were paying. Oh, everybody was chipping in, but only one person was getting the full benefits. The of benefit of it, as it were, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. But even if it's still, that's not the biggest loss if you don't get the games of gold. No, no, no. The perks I mean, would be a they've bit, been dropping yeah, turds for the last couple of months, so drop <laughs> 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 so, a real doozy in there to really screw those people up. Yeah, but again, there yeah, something like the perks though. If you're not, if you're losing out on that, then. You might want to consider it. Although, again, you're not losing a massive amount, really. A couple of skins or a free yeah, trial to Paramount. I'm getting a keychain on my gun. I think I'll, I'll live. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> um, obviously, this includes things like cloud gaming as well. I imagine if you're uh, sharing, everybody's going to get access to cloud gaming. Again, you can't just limit that to the main account holder. The main one. one. Um, because cloud gaming is great, wonderful, and I'm yeah. really enjoying it. Um, yeah, so... Again, no official thing yet. Uh, we're still waiting for even them just to confirm that it's being tested. I think it's only because people who are testing it have said, Oh, we're testing this, by the way. Um, so yes, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, again, we did hope for an announcement at Gamescom, which happened last week, uh, but nothing that I saw. My, I must admit, I didn't really keep up with much of it, but uh, yeah. So, friends and family, game sharing, game pass ultimate, game cloud, Xbox cloud gaming, and all that other goodness. The newly, yeah, so, the newly named Xbox Cloud Gaming by the sounds of it. Yes, there was another uh, rumour on um, Windows Central earlier on about them going back to the xCloud brand. xCloud. Uh, which I think sounds better than Xbox sounds Cloud Gaming. It's our mouthful. But, uh, yeah, we'll see, what they, we'll see what happens with that. But in order for you to share your Game Pass Ultimate subscription and your Game Cloud subscription and everything else subscription and Game perks Cloud? and all that. Yeah, I oh, know, I've... I've Fumbled my words for a change. Um, you've got to actually better get hold of a console, which Xbox boss expects console demand to outstrip supply this holiday. Once again, Phil Spencer breaking our hearts. Um, and he says that he suggests that the supply chain issues could extend into 2023 um, from VGC. And he says, uh, where's his quote? I still think demand will outstrip supply for us this holiday. Uh, when we'll, we'll see when we get into 2023, you'll start to see more suppliers catching up with demand and maybe actually see one in the store when you walk in. Uh, so obviously he's very, <laughs> pretty much like, good luck. Good luck out there, everybody. Um, it's it's a bit still easier, a problem now. Is it still such a problem well, now? See, that's what I was going to say. It may, come from a, it may come from a snobbish place because I got one, but if you can't get your hands on a Series X right now for Christmas, I mean, box clever, right? You're in August. You know there's going to be a mad rush. Every store locally, and this is Scotland, so it's not like it's 
we're the fucking main hub of the UK or anything like that. I can go in a game. I could go in a game tomorrow and pick up a Series X. I could go on Amazon tomorrow and get a Series X. I could buy an, a Series X from the Microsoft store. Even if, and without it in mind, even if your like financial situation doesn't permit you to do it, with the scheme that they do for obviously the Xbox, where you do your, I can't remember what it's called, Xbox, the oh, the one um, where you just pay it per month and you get the game pass and the console. Yeah. Um, on demand is that? I can't remember what it was. But there's n- there's not a supply issue at the moment. You wait to November, December, then of course there's going to be a demand. There's always a demand at Christmas for consoles. It's, it's, it doesn't matter if it's a brand new console or if it's a year, year and a half old console. All access. But there's not all oh, access, that's one. But there's nothing stopping you getting a Series X at the moment. You just have to be sensible. The game were putting out a promotion the other day that it was three nine nine for a Series X if you were trading in an Xbox One X, a Nintendo Switch or a PS4. So they've got there's stock sitting there that game are actively advertising saying you can get this. Yeah. So people saying that like demand and supply only an issue if you're not smart in how you go about it. Don't wait to the middle of November and go, I need to get that Xbox sorted in Because then you are going to struggle. Yeah, well, I suppose in years past, many people have done exactly what you just said there. They've walked in, uh, you know, December 25th and uh, 24th and gone, I need an Xbox. Uh, yeah, that one will do. Yeah. Whereas now they're going to have to be, do it more like February 25th <laughs> and just be like, I need to prepare ahead. Um, yeah, it's, it's tricky. Obviously, like you said, we were all lucky enough to have got one or more um and yeah. i don't a lot of people i know that want one have already got one but i guess this is blowing smoke early little bubble yeah he's, but, he's doing there we're running out of tickets fast yeah, approach yeah. Get come get them quickly yeah. So it comes, yeah. comes the christmas sales and xbox is skyrocketing because they've been <laughs> fucking selling them from august especially <laughs> considering that they're not raising the price anytime soon hey yeah, yeah. go you sony was it was sony's catch line for the players yeah, uh-huh. something like that. I think it's players, payers, something like that. Payers, I think um, they've added an extra letter and they don't need to. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so obviously they're staying the same price, but they're going to be harder to get hold of. And hopefully if you haven't got one yet, you can find one soon. And if you have got one, maybe just help someone else find one. If you'd like to do that, it'd be lovely. Um, yeah, but there also needs to be uh, games on to play on the consumer advice if, oh. in regards to that. People who are looking and listening to our podcast, I'll give you proper eye contact with the camera here. If you're looking for a Series X, box clever in regards to going early, but see if you can't find just a standard Series X. Find if there's a Series X with an extra controller. Yeah, you'll pay an extra £50, but you're getting the console you want, but they're a bundle. So when you first look for just your Xbox Series X, they'll be out of stock. Go and look at the bundles. That's how I got I got two PS5s on launch day because one of them was a standard one and one of them happened to come with a second controller. Yeah, I had to pay £50 more to get the extra controller. You know, two PS5s on launch day. Wasn't impossible. Just box so cover. It was you. It was you all along. Was me. I was the one scalping yeah. every single PS5. Yeah, I've got, oh, that, That's why I don't show that corner of the living room. It's just PS5 stacked up from the floor to the ceiling. Um, for the low, low price of just £850, you can have yours. I'll make a profit. I'll just st- sell it at the standard RRP. Sony are fucked. I'll just make fucking money on every single one I sell. Um, but yeah, look for bundles. Look for this comes with X game, Y game, console, headset. Just There'll be a bulk bundle there that you might have to pay a wee tiny wee bit extra, but it's not you're paying extra and not getting anything for it like from a scalper. You're getting an extra controller. You're getting a headset. You're getting a game. So as long as you're being smart with how you're looking, you'll be able to pick up one 
no issues. I can't imagine anyway. You know, this money saving expert Scottish Graf Ross said, saving the day, <laughs> keeping your kids happy this Christmas. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I was saying, <laughs> video games you need to play on them and, and keep it with our man Phil. Uh, he, ex- he expects there to be less and less platform exclusive games in the future. Uh, so again, from the same interview, I believe, from BGC, from Bloomberg, etc., etc., he said, games being made available multiple systems was better for the long term of the industry than products being tied to a single platform. Uh, console exclusives are something we're just going to see less and less of. Uh, maybe you happen in, uh, maybe you happen in your household to buy an Xbox and I wear placing and our kids want to play together and they can't because we bought the wrong piece of plastic to plug into our television. Go on, Phil, just keeping it real. Bit of plastic. That, no fucking fancy words. Wrong bit of plastic. We really love to be able to bring more players in, reducing friction, making people feel safe, secure when they're playing, uh, allowing them to find their friends, play with their friends, regardless of what device. I think in the long run, that is good for this industry. Uh, uh, maybe in the short run, there's some people in some companies that don't love it. Oh, bit of shade. Like a bit of shade. Uh, but I think as we get over the hump and see where this ind- industry can grow, uh, can continue to grow, it proves out to be true. So obviously... We're all, well, most of us are multi-platform gamers um, and there's no need. I'd, I'd love there to just be the single platform or even multiple platforms, but you can play anything on every platform. There's no need for this, this console war bullshit that's going on, especially in, you know these days. There's enough shit going on. Uh, Ross, your opinion, would you like to see more games across all consoles or are you happy with exclusive tied off so people can't play them? It's tricky. I don't have any issue with Sony keeping God of War, Horizon, Spider-Man, whatever it is. Um, what I don't like is the butthurt fans on Twitter that get kicked up saying, oh, this is just one more reason Xbox is X, Y, and Z. Pulling this, this, this. The problem is less and less platform exclusives. It's platform. So the platform doesn't necessarily mean console. So it just means that, yeah, you're going to be able to play your brand new games on your Xbox and on your PC. Never says anything cloud. about that you're going to be jumping on the XP PlayStation. It says platform exclusive, not console exclusive. So, yeah, you are still going to have to be under the Microsoft banner to play these games. Just so happens to be PC instead of console, but still can't pick them up on PlayStation. So, I don't think from obviously everything that you hear from Phil Spencer, he's not one that sounds like he is big on console wars. He's no plans with the whole Activision merger if that goes ahead to keep Call of Duty just to the Microsoft banner. He uh, he does sound like he's legitimate as in, I want everybody to play it and there's no hassle with it. Yeah, we might own it, but it doesn't mean PlayStation can't jump in. not saying there's not going to be benefits for being Xbox over PlayStation, but he seems very down to earth and everybody should be able to play any game they want to get their hands on. Damn right. Graham, your thoughts? Would you like to... Uh... Share the love, or you want to keep those console heathens out? Uh, yeah, no, I'm all for sharing the love, unless the war takes a massive upturn and like Apple buy out Sony and like really kick up the war. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, this one we're going to start having like Microsoft and Amazon competing against like that's going to be two, two bloody juggernauts. Two richest men in the world just like fucking button heads. Who gets to play God of War? (laughs) Fuck you, you won't get to play Peggle on my system. (laughs) I'm all for sharing until it gets that kind of level of madness. 
those yeah. kind of companies kind of join in on the action and really sort of ramp up the war. So basically, <laughs> you don't want like a little civil war. You want full on nu- nuclear war. Yeah. Or peace. yeah, if you're going to do it, do it properly. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, none of this tit for tat crap now. It's boring now. That, that's so okay. 90s kind of fanny action. Let's get some proper warfare going on. <laughs> Elon Musk rocking up in his cyber trucks saying, right, fuckers, who am I buying today? Let's <laughs> yeah. do this. An army of Teslas outside fucking Sony's headquarters. Right, come on, lads. Let's fucking have them. That's going to be the next announcement, eh? Phil Spencer sitting on his fucking, uh, sitting on his Tesla loading up Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's coming. They've already got, what, they got Cuphead running on the Tesla. They've got stuff they? running on it. And, and Meat Boy and stuff, yeah. Um, exactly, yeah. Like no, it, like it's all for exclusives for now, but unless the war gets that level of exciting, it's just not worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm opposite to you, lads. I just want everything everywhere. I'd be yeah. quite happy to just share every game. Halo yeah, on PlayStation. I was with that. I Uncharted on that Xbox, Mario on PC, whatever. Um, yeah, the more, the more the merrier, eh? And then you've got no excuse not to play Last of Us then, Greg, because it'd be on Xbox. I'll still find a reason. Ah, uh, you, uh, you'd have to. You have no choice. Anyway, um, speaking of games and stuff coming to Xbox, a long time ago, uh, way back in January, announced it was announced that Ubisoft Plus subscription service would be coming to Xbox at some point in the future, and it looks like we could be getting closer to its arrival, according to Pure Xbox, uh, who are referencing the same leaker. Who, again, I'm not even going to attempt to read their name. Who simply posted an image of the Ubisoft Plus symbol, appearing to indicate that Microsoft is getting ready to launch the service relatively soon. Um, do you guys know Ubisoft Plus? Have you had a look at it before? I feel like we discussed it once or twice in the show. I was kind of hyped for it when I first heard about it, and then I seen what they dropped when PlayStation done the restructuring of all their tiers. Yeah. Um, and then I seen what dropped, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, it's basically if, if you're Tom Clancy slash Assassin's Creed fan, then you're quids in. If you're not, then yeah. Yeah, it's not really much. And if you're you, a fan um, of them, then you'll have them. Probably already own, mate. Yeah, most, yeah. Most of the I think that was Ian's main least. comment, wasn't it? Everything in there is what most people kind of got when it, they came out because they, they have a decent collection, but it's almost for those picking up the slack that have not sort of dive, dove into those older ones to sort of have a go at them because they're there now. But usually they were cheap enough. They always do sort of packages where you can pick them up for like a five or a tenner and just keep them in your catalog till you're ready to play them. It's like but, so EA Play for the Xbox is the big one. And most of the big EA games that well, the sort of put out of if isn't that going at a later date, but yeah. like the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I bought that show for that, so that's different. But then games like It Takes Two, which is an EA play. If you didn't pick that up when it first came out and you get it as part of Game Pass, you'd be inclined to jump in it because it's a brilliant game. Same like your Star Wars games with the Battlefield, uh, Battlefront, sorry. Um, Fallen Order and stuff like that. You'll play them, whereas the big hitters for Ubisoft, like you say, are Tom Clancy and Assassin's Creed. And normally, for the fans of that game, they are you pick them up at sort of get go, or you wait two weeks and get them in a sale. But you usually wait, have them there <laughs> and then. Valhalla is the newest uh, Mass Effect game. Uh, no Mass Effect, Assassin's Creed game. Sorry, um, on the mind. Uh, <laughs> but it, didn't, it wasn't like it was in Ubisoft Plus straight off the bat, so it didn't give you any incentive to have Ubisoft Plus because, oh, I, I get Valhalla for much less or it's included in my subscription and things like that. So it's, I, I was intrigued by it, um, but I feel like they have to work on it a lot more to make it a, a big standing out feature. Like, I think EA Play's got more to it, but Ubisoft Plus have 
the potential, shall we say, to be good if they start including like their games over a smaller period of time frame. So like when a, a big new game, so say they made like Division Three, and it didn't come straight to it, but maybe five months, three or four months down the line, it came to it. And that's like things that you go, I could hold off on that, and then because I've got my Ubisoft Plus, I'll pick it up through that. Yeah, but the problem is, the, the, well, the biggest problem for me, apart from already owning all the games I'm interested in, is it, it's just as much as Game Pass Ultimate per month, yeah. it's £12.99 a month, and it's not going to be included with Game Pass Ultimate. <clears throat> so why would I pay that much for probably three or four titles of Ubisoft when I could just keep paying for Game Pass and you know pick these up? Like you said, they get, they're notorious for going on heavy discount within about two or three weeks after after launch. So it, yeah, it's, it's almost seems like a, a bit of a waste of time in the service, but I think it's already on PlayStation. It's obviously already on PC, um, and it becomes to Xbox at some point. There's no word on how much it will cost, they say, here, but I imagine if it costs that much on PC, it's probably going to be about the same. Similar idea, yeah. Um, and in a month. Yeah, and and yeah, we'll see what happens when it comes out. But again, and, unless you're just getting into to gaming and you think, oh, hey, a lot about these Ubisoft titles, you probably already own the ones you're interested in anyway. Yeah. I mean, uh, if they bundle it into Game Pass, fucking fantastic. But that's not something. Even then, it's... some of them already in there. Things like Rainbow Six and uh, it's a couple of the Watchdog games and Far Cry and stuff. But that's when I don't so understand. So if they've got really most of their big hitters, why do they not just bundle it in? Yeah, well, they strip them out though, but yeah, then they'll, they'll obviously come out of Game Pass, yeah, they'll come out if the plus goes on it. But then just bundle it in your Game Pass, and then you're getting more subscribers to that. Even so, even if it means like quarter what we're in, quarter three, quarter two, quarter one next year, they announce your Game Pass subscription is going up by three pounds a month, but you're getting. Ubisoft Plus bundled into your account. Folks are not going to complain at that because they're going to see, yeah, it's an extra £3 a month, but I am now getting all the Ubisoft backwards games that they've got on it, plus anything that they get through it with like Far Cry 6 and stuff like that that's in it as well. When they eventually re- release a new Splinter Cell, yeah, we'll be laughing, we'll be ready and ready, rocking to go. Yeah. Cool. Even a, why not as an optional, um, like an add-on kind of to Game Pass as well? Like yeah. half the cost that is subsidised, so you like you only pay like an extra as £6 well, like half the subscription fee to tack it on to Game Pass to sort of include all of that bit. Yeah. So you've got an option to sort of add it on rather than sort of buy it separately outright because you're not going to need both, are you, if you're just kind of an avid gamer? You, if you're really into that kind of stuff, you just take that subscription over the Game Pass one. You wouldn't necessarily go for both yeah. unless you're throwing money around. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, perhaps we'll see more of that in the future with other services. Like I think Amazon Luna do that where they have their base service and then if you want to add Ubisoft Plus, it's an extra fiver a month. If you want to yeah. add uh, GeForce Now or or other services that eventually pop up like EA Play and that, then it, you you sort of add them a la carte. And then when you don't want them anymore, you just take that yeah, part away. Pick and choose. So yeah, so perhaps we'll get to see something like that with Game Pass in the future, where they'll just offer, as you say, additional perks rather than being like you've got no choice. This is bundled in now, and you have to pay us more if you know whether you want it or not. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, Game Pass is, as we always say, best thing with gaming. Uh, so they can't really go far wrong at the moment. We'll see how they cock it up at some point in the future, no doubt. Um, I think that's the main big hit of news topics. We've already touched on the price hike of the PS5 and the fact that the Series X is staying the same price. Good work, Phil. Good work, Phil. Yep. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ian. I love you too. <laughs> You're at a wedding. What are you doing? Why are you watching us at a wedding? Yeah. Go be with your family. Pervert. <laughs> um but yes, a couple of quick hit news items I just wanted to add in as well. 
Uh, we can talk about them if you like, or we can skim over them, whatever you like. Uh, it says, Sony had no involvement in Death Stranding deal with PC Game Pass. Obviously, as we spoke last week, 505 were no doubt the ones behind that. Um, has anybody tried Death Stranding this week at all? I, I'll be honest, I forgot. <laughs> Didn't even think I've been too busy playing other games. But I had to uh, take yeah. a hiatus from gaming after Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about that shortly. Um, uh, according to Ale- uh, Remedy Games on Twitter, they just simply tweeted, we are making Alan Wake 2. Obviously, everybody knew that, but everyone went, oh, my God, I remember now you said you were doing it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Crystal Dynamics have put out a tweet as of Embracer that they are now officially fusion finger together. Uh, so Embracer now officially own Square Enix, Montreal, uh, Crystal Dynamics, and... Uh, what was it? Like I've it. forgotten. Yeah, why not? Right, I like it. Um, so, yeah, so that, that deal's done now. They now are on them officially. So expect uh, Tomb Raider 5, 6, 7, and 8 before the end of 2023. <laughs> Hopefully they'll be decent. Um, but yeah, any other news, gentlemen? That I've missed this week. I think we were uh, pretty much covered. Obviously, game, of, yeah. Gamescom was this week. The, the two-hour lo- opening like live was a bit on the meh side, in, in my opinion. Um, I quite enjoyed it. I took a massive, I took a big load of games for that. They looked fantastic. There, there were some decent-ish games. None that I really stood out as Hold Xbox games necessarily. But I have a. Uh, no, I do have a list. You get your list. I'll keep talking. Um, great. Did you watch it at all? Uh, no, I didn't manage to get any of that. Yeah, I, I sort of rushed home from work and I sat down on. I was sitting there watching it, and every time a new trailer started, I was like, oh, "I'm not interested in this. Oh, I'm not interested in this." Uh, I end up going having, having a shower halfway and coming back. I was talking to Ian. Did I miss anything? No. Um, what did, what did thing... I see that jumped out? Uh, the new June game, Lords of the Fallen, um, Tales of the Borderlands, and how many games had water in them? By the way. Yeah, a lot of a lot of water. <laughs> it was just game water. after game, water, water, water. Um, what else did I see? Marauders, um, Moonbreaker, Friends v Friends, Liza P. That Liza P looked really good. Not my type of game, with being like that's a, 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 a Bloodborne. That everyone, looked really yeah. good, but um, yeah, Atlas like Fallen. Marvel. That was the one that I had seen like three minutes of the trailer and was like. So that was uh, another fantastic one. The Honkai Star Rail looked good. Yeah, where else? The Expanse, the new one from Telltale. Um, yeah. Gotham Knights surprised me. That's the first time I've actually seen more to do with the story and things like that. And that looks fantastic. It almost looks like the Rogues Gallery is sort of coming together. Uh, Death of Batman allows them to try and move into the takeover of Gotham. So it was quite good seeing them all come together and seeing how they were going to interact with all the different characters. And they budged um, the release date up a little bit as well, didn't they? They did, yeah. Brought that up to October 21st. Uh, Where Wins Meet, that was another good one. It looked really nice. Uh, Outlast Trials for people who oh, enjoy yes. seeing... That was the one, only one that got me actually like, oh yes, I'm in now. really, really quite brutal gameplay out of that. Um, oh, yes, the finals, um, if that comes to Game Pass, is definitely a Project Game Pass game by the looks of it. That was the one where it was like the you were dropped in a video game, or you dropped in like an arcade a game show type idea, um, first person shooter, and then the big one, which I don't know if many people were expecting, but obviously Dead Island Two, um, getting a release date on February third, and then actually seeing more about it. So that was quite awesome to see that. I, I must admit, um, I watched that trailer. I was like, I don't feel I could be any less interested in this after all these years. Nah, I think nothing. it's taken that long. Me. It's taken so long for it to come out. Because obviously there was the first trailer from it. Um, and we'll explain Jay's hilarious face on screen now. Um, 
trying to explain the or trying to see the whole thing to do with the first trail that you see with obviously the guy putting his headphones in and taking a run down the, the beach and every bit of chaos happening at the side of him and then he gets chewed at the end. When did that trailer come out? That feels like it's ten years. Many, many years ago. Many, many years. Ten ago. years at least. Well, that's what it feels like anyway. It could, might not be as long as that, but it was nice to see that they've picked up, they made a lot of progress and then got an actual release date so that it is actually something to look forward to. We'll see. We'll see. Everything's coming out in February now, so we'll see what actually sticks the landing. Yeah. Fuck trying to play games at the start of next year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so other than that, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it was decent, but not quite the big like <gasps> moment. There was no um, big triple E, holy shit announcements yeah. that I was expecting. Yeah, and there wasn't even a big like indie like surprise that caught me off guard. Like all of them were, oh, it looks okay, it looks okay, but nothing that was like, oh, I can't wait to play that, or I need to know more, or I want to go watch that trailer again. Other than, as you said, the Atlas trials, which I was already interested in. Um, I did fall more in love with High on Life, though. Mm. Oh, yeah, I think I remember seeing I fell more in love with that mm. sort of boss fight type idea, the High on Life. And then I don't know if you've seen the, the wee clip um, that they've put out recently, um, and it's the gun pointing at, at like a, a child. The kid, yeah. <laughs> He's basically saying this doesn't happen. We don't shoot kids, and this is what's going to happen. And I'll bang boy's head off, and the gun's just like, oh, okay. So we do shoot kids in this game. Fantastic. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Turns around and points at a shop vendor, and it's almost like the gun looks as if to say, so we're just, we're just going to do him as well, aren't we? The comedy. I just I can't yeah. watch a clip of this game and not want to laugh and I just feel like you're going to spend more time pissing yourself laughing playing this game than you are actually going to complete it Did you play yeah. Trover Saves the Universe? No, but I've heard it's the same type of comedy and all yeah, that it's the same, same guy, like it? Justin Roiland or whatever his name is yeah. and the game itself was good but I cannot stand his his style of of the way the characters talk and the uh, yeah. we gotta um we gotta see, that's the thing. so you've got the gun oh. and that you've got is it stabby stabby i think is the knife yeah the knife yeah. so like the gun's meant to be obviously rick uh it's meant to be morty sorry and the 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 stabby's meant to be a uh, rick you just you can deal with the voices um and i just oh it just sounds fucking hilarious everything yeah. to do with like the actual boss fight and they're constantly talking about it. <laughs> the amount of F-bombs that got dropped during that boss fight it was just oh, the game looks hilarious well day one game pass so we can all give it a go at the very least uh, was, was yeah. it this year was it October something wasn't it uh, I don't put David do for it but yeah it's this year at some point yeah. yeah and day one game pass so we'll check that out um, so yeah so other, other than that I think that's all the news that is uh, worthy of our highly esteemed and intellectual discussion However, yes. Ross, yeah, I'm feeling slightly plugless. Please, could you uh, rectify the situation? Right, let's start the talk. Work we do. Um, you know, ah, get my sheet up. So, Patreon.com. Uh, you bet the bottom. Want to support us? Head to Patreon.com. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Xbox Tavern. If you want to pledge your hard-earned money. That would be greatly appreciated. This allows us to do all nice, wee fancy things like you see on the podcast from. The last couple of weeks. Um, shout out to our superstar supporter, Beth. Thank you very much for your consistent support. Thanks, Beth. Um, oh, that was Thank one you. of the things I wanted to say. We have a competition running, or we had a competition running. Um, and it was for Oxide, easy for me to say, Oxide Room 104. Um, so, to enter, you had to, 
like um, our page, like the develop themes page, and comment underneath with your favourite horror game. Um, Many of you correctly chose Resident Evil 2. Well done. So those are the people that were disqualifying for the right answer, yeah, because they didn't put Silent Hill. I put them in their own special hat, so they get this. <laughs> um, so competition's finished. I presume uh, Jay or Dan are organising some sort of uh, tombola to pick a name out of the hat. Yes, so, the, the developers themselves will be picking two names at oh, some it, point it. this weekend or in the next couple of days, and then we'll obviously announce it once we've informed the winners. Happy days. So keep eyes peeled out on our Twitters for the winners of that. Um, before you move on, to, if you enjoyed that competition, perhaps keep your eyes peeled on the socials for another one very shortly. Exactly. Mm. Everyone loves a tombola. There's, yes, we've got another competition coming up, uh, another <laughs> giveaway, I should say, coming up uh, in Woo! the next week or so. So keep an eye out. Xbox7.com. Um, podcast places, uh, Apple and Spotify are two main ones, but really anywhere that you listen to your podcast. So if you can rate us on there, five stars. Thank you very much for that. Um, comment underneath as well so we can get a wee bit more exposure. Um, the more people that comment, more people that like us with five stars, more people that get us eyes on the podcast, and then we get into more ears, which means we get to build a bigger and better place. Um, written reviews, xboxtavern.com. Jay will have a list of things that have went up in the um, site the last week, come near the end of the show. You'll find a load of tips and tricks from Dan. I know he's put up our gameplay from a certain game that me and him played midweek that we'll discuss at a later date. Um, I've also seen that he's put up some footage of uh, another game that for the life of me has escaped my mind. Um, and there is also quite a bit of a certain game that Mr. Graham has been playing this week. So I know there's quite a few videos dropping for that in the next couple of days. So you'll find that at youtube.com forward slash Xbox Tavern official. Socials, um, you'll see them run along at the bottom of the screen. So Twitter at Xbox Tavern, Facebook, the same again, and our YouTube at Xbox Tavern Official. Um, if you want Dan's private OnlyFans page, I'm sure if you jump on his Twitter, that will be linked in there somewhere. Um, and we're also on your Instagram, TikTok, and things like that as well. Uh, Discord, um, if you want to drop in with your Game of the Years, we've been having quite a lot of folk jumping into our Discord, dropping in what they think the Game of the Years are, so we've got quite a few for 2015 later on in the show. The show notes will have our link to our Discord, jump in that and see what the rest of the people are saying. And last but not least, the amazing gents and gent ladies over at X Xbox Town, I'm reading the code before I'm reading the place. Um, insert coin have got the promotion that we were talking about last week. So £5 off um, £50 orders. And the promo code for that is Xbox Tavern 20. So it was the 20% off beforehand. And you're now getting the sort of 5% off all orders over £50. Have you seen anything new recently, Jay? Um, do you know what? I was looking the other day, but my wallet went, fuck you. Fuck, don't do it. It's nearly payday. <laughs> just wait. Yeah, just hold off. Um, uh, they have got some decent new stuff coming up, it's not Xbox related necessarily, but they've got some uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, what are they called? You would have been you would say pads. Joggers. I was gonna say, I was reading there the pattern PJ bottoms <laughs> and some hoodies <laughs> and stuff that all look pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, go check them out. There's loads of decent stuff in there, as always, including this lovely Resident Evil Village t shirt, which is uh, you had to go and spoil it, don't you? The greatest, you anyway, right. Thank you very much for plugging us up nicely. I feel uh, wonderfully satiated now. So should we get into our question of the week? Yeah. So yeah. as Ross alluded to, uh, this part of the show at the moment, we're doing game of the year throughout the years on Xbox. So we're currently up to 2015. 
as we're looking back to that year, we're picking our favorite game from that year, and we're also asking the community for their answers, and we will read them out just in a moment. Um, so this this year, as I said, 2015, I'm going to go with Graham first. Please enlighten us. What would be your Xbox game of the year for the year of 2015? Drum roll, please. Uh, yeah, 2015. I've gone for a surprise. Uh, yeah, it's another RPG, and for this time, it is Fallout 4. I have picked uh, oh. just another in the whole line of the Fallout series. Just just carries on the torch from Fallout 3, just bringing the whole immersion from 1 and 2 being sort of the tactical combat to the, the sort of the first person on a combat, which sort of Bethesda brings with most of their games. And yeah, it's just kicked it up a notch from Fallout 3. Everything you kind of expect to sort of still all the wastelands everywhere and still sort of picking up everything you can find and just finding out what the new story is. And yeah, it was just so much. That's the best way out of these kind of Fallout games. It's just so much content to sort of dive into. And yeah, they kept the combat good. The 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 dialogue with the people didn't look as or static and like awkward looking as before and yeah, yeah not quite <laughs> not quite but yeah it's decent and like you say you always look forward to getting the time in the game where you get that power armor and start sort of turning the table on things but yeah no as of all RPGs if you you love them then this is definitely going to be in your catalog of RPGs to play most of the fallout series is going to be epic as as opposed other than sort of 76 that one could take it or leave it but everything else on the fallout has been pretty much a win so yeah. you obviously got this day one when it come out i remember what you picking up yeah um, did you just blitz through the story or are you one of the ones that goes through all the side missions yeah, and you can't everything? just blitz through the story you have to do everything with it there's not that they can't do any RPGs like this and not immerse yourself in everything that's there. If you just play these kind of games, just story and nothing else, no side miss or anything, and yeah, you're just missing out on about ninety percent of the game. <laughs> you're doing it such a disservice if you don't like yeah. delve in and really like, and not even just do that. Don't just do a one-track storyline as well. I mean, I remember like playing through every like, any other year apart from twenty fifteen. Fallout 4 probably makes my game of the year. Um, But I remember doing, like, so you start off doing all the Minutemen quests because that's obviously the first uh, faction that you come across. Yeah, yeah. But instead of, like, sticking with who you want to stick with, I did, like, every bit of the Minutemen up to one point, every bit of the Brotherhood up to one point, same with the Minutemen, same with the Institution, up until the point where you physically have have to to make a choice. I done everything for every faction. Um, because if you're not doing that in a Fallout game, you're not playing it properly. Yeah, that and tactical saves, so you can always dive back in and pick one yeah, of the exactly. others and sort of ex- experience life through the other ways. And that's save it right before about. you need to make that point of no return. Complete it. Go back to this game. Save. Complete their option, and then pick which one you like the best. And that's your main yeah, sort of save and run through for it. You have to mean get experience all the different stories from the different angles, and yeah, yeah it's an obvious there's a lot of them that do that kind of thing so you can sort of experience it all and yeah you can't go wrong if you're yeah, an I mean, how many lockers. how many settlements needed your help <laughs> still going now <laughs> you know what the, you know what the best thing about it was is i so obviously you start off as sanctuary and that's the only place that preston can go 
Yeah. All I did was I didn't build a settlement and sanctuary. I built the original part so I got players in. And then I made the Starlight Drive-In. Yeah, the uh, one that's got the big so. yeah, picture thing. Things like that. I made that my main base or the castle and basically just built my base from there. So I never actually had to deal with Preston. <laughs> so I, I got the notifications, but I was like, I don't have to hear another settlement needs your help. No, Wonder. no, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> Fuck off. Build turrets, yeah. build guns to everybody that needs to give them, arm them themselves. They don't need any fucking help. They can fight off whoever they need to fight off. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and one more question then. What's your favourite weapon in within Fallout uh, 4? Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I, mean, I must admit, I didn't play a lot of 4, four but there was that little mini nuke thing, wasn't there? That was, yeah, uh, oh, yes. I never liked that. I, 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 I liked it just really because good. I love blowing shit up. So you had like is that was that you had the fat man that you could then put the Murv type and yeah. it was like five small nukes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that one wasn't my favorite. I think I can't remember what it was. It was like a, a wicked snipery kind of rifle, not a gorse rifle or something like that. It was one of those that's like a super powerful ones that you could just take from range and it had high percentages when you did the the vats to kind of yeah. stop tires to pick your thing. You could just pick a limb or shoot him in the crotch, which that was, was fun to do. Yeah, mine's. I had two. I had the the um, is it the deliverer, the pistol that you get from the railroad. Um, so you can get that fairly early on, yeah. and the stats on it are fantastic. You can go silent; it's brilliant for like rapid mm -hmm. fire. And then the other one was later on in the game, and I think actually you had to have the Far Harbor DLC to get it, and it was the radium rifle. Um, okay. and that just that thing was fucking deadly because you can make it a sniper. You can make it like a shotgun, or you can make it like a normal assault rifle. So basically, you could you could sit you back. The one? Yeah, you could sit back for ages, ping off things with like a deadly accurate um, gun that could just do stupid amounts of damage, or you could run and gun, or you could just get up in their faces and just melt. Like you're taking down death claws in like three shots. Um, this yeah. thing was an absolute beast of a gun. Obviously, there was the comedy elements there, like the shish kebab. Um, yeah, yeah. The, there's usually an alien gun in there as well. Yeah, there was an alien blaster. Before. You got the alien yeah. blaster, and then you got limited amount of rounds with the alien yeah. blaster, but you could convert it to use plasma rounds as well. So, but there was a few guns like that in it that were comedy elements. So then, obviously, you got the nuka world weapons that yeah. you can make, like a super soaker that put out um, radioactive uh, nuka cola that did stupid yeah. damage as well so there was so many good things about that game it was yeah. uh, it, it was decent and graham's game of the year for 2015 and it was always got now, did you have any runners game. up or uh, yeah uh, it, it was that yeah uh, only what people have put so far but i won't spoil it i'll let them say theirs but yeah safe to say that um ross's put was the one that i enjoyed that's, that's, well, I'm going to come back to him because I've got a feeling we might be here a while. So I'm going <laughs> to ninja in very quickly. Um, and my pick for 2015 on Xbox is uh, the reboot of Tomb Raider. No, uh, shit, I've done it again. No, <laughs> oh, I didn't buy this week. Oh, I don't know. Uh, my my actual pick is Life is Strange, the first season. What a fantastic, fantastic uh, interactive choose your own adventure style game. Um, I loved playing you know max and chloe's story and learned about the powers of being able to you know manipulate time and and try and save the day and save people and help them out and at that time i was quite into these sort of like telltale style adventures and you know, walking dead and uh tales of the borderlands and, and stuff like that 
and I just absolutely loved the setting and the story and the characters of uh, I fucking forget the name of the bay now, but where they lived and and meeting all the different characters and and the way that even though it was like a high school drama, as it were, they played into the supernatural elements where she could you know manipulate time, like I said, and it was just just fucking brilliant from from start to finish, quite frankly. Um, yeah, I, I just loved it. Have you, you guys played it? I think I no. put this up to... I'm sure there was a point in it. I could be thinking of a different game, but you're basically you're sitting on like a, a cliff type idea on a bench and there's like a tornado or a twister yeah, yeah, yeah. in the area. I think I played up to there, which I, I, I know it isn't very far in the game, and I've never actually jumped back in to play it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that point you're describing is throughout the game and is also the very end. So it could, right. it could be... Uh, could be any player. Could have been any no, player, yeah. Um, it might just fairly near the start. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like I said, I just love the story and the way they set it up um, and the the sort of the choices that you could make. Obviously, like Telltale, you know, you can save characters, characters can die or relationships could change and stuff. Um, and even though I only tend to play through these games sort of once, just that's like my story. Uh, I think I've played through it again since and done different choices and stuff just to see what happened. And uh, yeah, I thought it was just a great story, great characters, great writing, great universe. And the games it spawned, like the prequel uh, Before the Storm and uh, True Colors, which I spoke about a few weeks ago. Yeah, I just, I thought it was brilliant. Um, I, I had a couple of quick runners ups. Um, the reboot of Tomb Raider, uh, Ori and the Blind Forest was a very close second. It was, uh, I assume you guys must have played that one, surely. I think I dabbled in that a little bit, yeah. Great sort of Metroidvania uh, adventure that looked amazing, sounded amazing, and was hard as balls at points, but yeah, really good. Uh, Wolfenstein Old Blood, which was like the grindhouse version of the Wolfenstein sort of reboot by uh, Machine Games. Fantastic game. White Knight, I don't know if you guys played that, a little horror game. Uh, really creepy at times. This is like black and white aesthetic and like fixed camera angles like the old Resident Evils. Um but there was a couple of bits where it's like all ghosts and stuff and yeah proper creepy at, t- at points uh and then one last one uh resident Re- revelations 2 this sort of episodic one again episodic games i was quite into them at this time and resident i quite Evil. enjoyed revelations i thought it was pretty good yeah. revelations are great revelations 2 took a slightly different spin where you played as uh, claire and i can't remember the name and barry and uh again i can't remember the other name now but very good really enjoyed it episodic adventure um yeah no unfortunately his eyes have been picked up by crows um yeah lots of good games this year but my pick would be life is strange um i'll just read the others two out and then we get to ross <laughs> mm-hmm. and then we can have a little rest uh daniel also picked fallout 4 naturally um he i think he's bestowed his, his fondness for that game before on the, on the podcast and ian surprisingly surprising literally no one in the entire whole world has picked the Escapists, the original one. Um, I'm sure he'll regale us with his world first and the leaderboards and the completions and all that stuff next week when he's back. Wait, uh, did you not put that up like three days before he even put anything? Oh yeah, yeah. As soon as games. I saw that was, as soon as I saw that was released <laughs> this year, I was like, "There's no way he's not picking that." <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So the Escapists, a, a, a little uh, like a top-down puzzle game where you got to escape from yeah. something. Um, but he absolutely loves them games, especially the first one. Like I said. Uh, however, now it's time for the main event. Mr. Ross, I'll keep 2015 released a lot of games. <laughs> um, there were some good ones, there were some bad ones, and there was some other one that you've written down there, but I'm not sure anyone's ever heard of it. Why don't you tell us all about it? It's quite a niche game. Don't know how many people have really heard it. Um, for me, like I say, Fallout 4 would have won it any other year, but The Witcher 3 
just it was a well, thanks to that right what we've been playing <laughs> yeah it was just it was an absolute masterpiece um the storytelling the world creation the characters i mean it was just unbelievable there wasn't i, I genuinely can't think of a negative about this game um the, the words fail me for the like the experience of first playing through this and then like the quality of the content that they added into the game as well like the dlcs that they introduced were absolutely outstanding um the the first dlc is a really gritty type idea it's got a lot of like harrowing choices and the way that the thing is and um harks back to one of like the first scenes in the game and you discover like different characters where like Geralt is he's powerless to stop them because they are just so malevolent Um, and then the second one takes a different sort of spin on it with this whole fantasy type idea in Toussaint where it's like something straight out of a Disney princess story with your big fantasy castles and knight errants and just everything about that is a completely different spin to what you've expected from um the Witcher's like game so far. Um the characters that are in it, sort of obviously the series development from the kid out to like becoming a Witcher, the whole Team Yen, Team Triss, um, the storyline that everybody gets up to that point and doesn't finish with the bloody baron. It's just oh, words fail me for how amazing this game was, and I don't think that they'll ever make a game that will top. The Witcher 3. It's probably, the, like I said, to me, it's the greatest game of all time. So, um, I, I, well, I'm going to slightly rain on your parade yeah. ever so slightly because not that it wasn't a good game, but when I first bought it, I was caught up in the hype of it and all that, and I bought it day one and I played it. And on Xbox One, I think the frame rate was fucked for the first couple of weeks and it, it put me off tremendously. I eventually got back to it a few months later and yeah, it was fucking brilliant, but I'm not quite sure I'm quite up there with you. I'd rather play Skyrim still. Ooh, kick him out. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, no, it's really great. Great. You've played Witcher 3, right? Yeah, I played that. Completely. How could you not enjoy this kind of game as an RPG fan? It was just, yeah, definitely up there as one of the best ones that you do. So the different options and the, yeah, much more cruder than what you kind of get, more uh, risque than what you'd find in the likes of Skyrim anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, the storyline is amazing. The sort of the play between playing the Siri and as Geralt, that was good fun. Sort of the mix between the two. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a different way of playing, sort of potion heavy with the different kind of concoctions that you can make. And I think the combat was probably, of most of the RPGs, is probably my slightly least favorite of all the kind of combat space, but it doesn't mean it was bad, it's just not my kind of preference. But it was really that, hard from what I remember. Yeah, and, just and all, all the different oils and stuff you could use. I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah, know but... what any of this is, just let me stab something. It does explain <laughs> it, you know. Yeah, yeah but that's reading. Really that. You have to commit the time to it to sort of get the most yeah. out of it, but it's it definitely the, worthwhile. It was the subtle things as well, so like the the better the start so when you're in white orchard you can get a part where basically you can mutilate like a thousand cows and this was before a patch and you could strip their hide sell their hide and you can make stupid amounts of money for it 
And what they'd done was they introduced oh, the first patch yeah. that so you'd maybe be level, level four at this point. They introduced like a level 50 fiend that if you killed like three or four cows would come marauding out the forest. You had no chance of beating it. Like you couldn't beat it. It's like your damage didn't exist when you hit it. So you had to make sure that like you just got the hell out of dodge to stop you from killing the cows. Yeah. But if you did do it and you got X amount of money from it, halfway through the game, the tax man would show up, say you've not paid your dues for the goods that you've got because you got them in through nefarious means, and empty your bank account. <laughs> you end up with no money because you're like, fuck. <laughs> and it's that's just it's, that's it's, the way the troll players exactly you. it's just wee things like that it just makes you go fair play CD Projekt Red fair fucking play and then there was loads of other wee easter eggs from it as well um, and it was just yeah I won't I won't go on too long because I could do a fucking four hour podcast just on the, the start to finish of the fucking Witcher game I think the part where I've proper fell in love with it, I don't know, it's, it's such a silly little thing. Like you're saying, Ross, it's all in the details. Yeah. I went to like a pub or something and I've, you can play Gwent and stuff like that. Yep. I did a little bit, bit of middle around, talking the characters, play a bit of Gwent. I went outside and a couple of the villagers were like, you're not welcome here. And there was a tiny little random cutscene, and yep. then we got into a big fight with everyone. Yeah. And I just cut their heads off and just walked off and I was like, what? So that cutscene. What, what the fuck? <laughs> that cutscene there is huge for the rest of the game. Because you meet a character in that that you meet in the DLC that I was talking about and you find mm. out what he is and it's like, fuck. Nice, nice. Mm. So there you go. So if you're intrigued by that little tease, is the next-gen patch out yet? It's not, is it? No, not yet. That it's will be my next playthrough when that drops. Yeah, so <laughs> 12... <laughs> yeah. I was going to say I don't even know if I could be bothered to play it for a second time let alone 12th time oh yeah so I've done all the Siri endings um, so Siri's got four endings that you can get I've done Team Yen Team Triss um, Team Go Fuck the Bofies uh, where basically you decide that you ask for a threesome and see how that works out for you um, Team the good ending and the first DLC, bad ending in the first DLC, good ending in the second DLC, bad ending in the second DLC. Um, yeah, so probably, I think I'm in double digits for playthroughs for The Witcher. Nice. What nice. Team Roach, where he gets a bit sick to his horse. They love your horse. <laughs> Heartbreaking to find out he just names every horse Roach. doesn't yeah. actually have like a loyalty to that horse. It's just he gets a horse and calls it Roach. I was kind of sad when I heard that. I was like, oh. <laughs> I like Roach. Oh, wow, wow. Anyway, right. Let's we move on to the community answers, shall we? Uh, I've got a couple of people who agree with you so much a lot in our Discord. Again, links below. You can join us if you'd like to chat with us. Uh, and in my Mox, opinion, a man of Standing taste. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely. His second choice. He said, well, sorry, let me read it again. In my opinion, The Witcher 3 is the best game of the decade, not just the year. Uh, but the, his favorite game of that year, other than The Witcher, would be Just Cause 3. Just such fun game. Uh, Destruction Carnage. Loved it. Um, and he got an honorable mention of Ori and the Blind Forest, which is great. And his most underwhelming was Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I mean, just join yeah. the club, eh? Join the club. Um, uh, Risky the Kid. Who goes with Arkham Knight? He, he never finished Witcher 3, so he won't give it his vote. Uh, but his honourable mention is Rise of the Tomb Raider and Life is Strange. Good choice. And his best he chose the best DLC as well, which was The Taken King, which is Destiny. Is Risky right? is a massive 
destiny man he is like ah he's sunk a stupid amount of hours in that game uh and we've also got uh jb on our discord and on twitter who said rise of the tomb raider which again is a great tomb game getting some love damn right especially the hmm. reboot no uh right so where were we? What year was that from again? Uh, 2012 through 2022. 13, 14, 15. Uh, yeah, all, Definitely all one of years. So, yeah, thank you very much for answering. If you'd like to let us know what your game of 2016 will be, hit us up on Twitter at Xbox Tavern or, or join our Discord and chat with us when we ask a question. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Hopefully, I haven't looked at the list yet. I don't want to spoil it for myself. Uh, but I'm sure there's going to be some cracking games because we're getting into the more modern days where I can well, start to remember the games I played. Rather yeah. than needing to read through the entire the year's releases. Uh, however, speaking of games we have been playing, bring us back to the modern day. We're going to talk about our Project Game Pass section. And Ross, I'm very disappointed Dan isn't here this week to talk about it with you. It's uh, his but... comment underneath it. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with our Project Game Pass segment, every month we choose a game out of Game Pass. We all play it either together or solo, depending on what game it is. And then we discuss it each week. And in the month, we give it a rating and it goes up on the site. There's a page with all of our previous month's uh, games and scores and stuff we've done. All been updated now. Thank you very much, Daniel, for sorting out. Uh, this month, we chose Escape Academy, which is the first person escape room puzzle game uh, that you can play solo or co-op. Myself and Graham have spoken many, many times about how much we yep. enjoyed it earlier this month. Um, we finished it uh, about a week or so in. My review is up on the site right now. You can go check it out at xboxtavern.com. However, this week, our good friend Scottish Gruff and Chocolate Bear 80, aka Daniel, uh, live streamed and playing a couple of puzzles together on uh, Wednesday night, I believe. Myself and Graham were in the chat, <laughs> help, helping them along with some helpful hints that just stop being such morons. And will you just figure it out already? <laughs> uh, Ross, <laughs> tell us all about your experience playing Escape Academy with Daniel. Dan is worse than a man down. <laughs> like, you two were in chat, like watching it and going, in fairness, Dan, you're making life fucking more difficult for him than you are actually helping him on the puzzles that you've completed. <laughs> <laughs> and I could understand if this was like Dan going in blind and going, oh, I think this might be it. Oh, I think this might be it. No, Dan had completed these. And still, the fucking clues he was giving me was fucking woeful. There, there oh. were a couple of moments where I was like, Dan, you said you done this. What are you doing? Yeah. And then like he's telling me things and it's the exact opposite of what the answer is. And you're putting up in chat like, Dan, you've told them the wrong thing. Like, <laughs> you, you can see what you've meant to have said and you've said something completely different. And it's like... <laughs> oh. But no, I mean, it's it's one of those games where it's it's a great laugh playing it with somebody else because it's just comedy moment after comedy moment. Um, like, Dan, you can argue with me. Oh, You've done the wrong order because the door won't open. Dan, I'm standing outside. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay then. <laughs> it's like, but no, it's, there, uh, there was some a lot of funny moments in there. <laughs> brilliant comedy moments from it. Like I say, it was, it's probably a great game to play individually as well. Um, if you like sort of puzzlers and stuff like that, but playing it with somebody else, it's fuck. It's like playing. A, it's like an escape room in real life. Um, you're always going to get some brilliant moments in it. Um, I wholeheartedly loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, Dan said, I have more fun playing single player as you follow your own thought process and a second player will speed up puzzles but then you have to have another person's opinion which can slow you down but it's it's better playing it with somebody else because you are going to get the comedy that like me and Dan yeah. had the other night 
Where you both just um, like, what are you doing? No, you're doing. No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help that as soon as I start getting irritated, I mean, I put on my best not Scots voice for when I do the podcast. Yeah. But when you're starting to get animated, like the full bloodied <laughs> Scots come out and it's just. Uh, it oh, was I think I called him awesome. a cunt that night more times than I could remember to count. <laughs> uh this is yeah it's just you typing into the code into the the actual the symbol machine we had to type in the right sequence and kind of things you guys the 160 one was awesome <laughs> was like, what are you oh, doing you keep that? saying it i can't know because i was like 160 160 and dan was like bone of that would be one one at 60 yeah, but that was one, like dan was saying like, say it's like you keep saying i've said it for five minutes that the clue was like bone <laughs> minus a b is one all right cool and then dan plucks up 10 minutes later oh b minus one meter b minus b oh that must be one i'm like dan I fucking told you that, mate. What 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 are you doing? It's like figuring out the second part to it. What was killing us was the fact you figured out the one straight away, and then I was like, you keep you literally keep saying one sixty, one sixty. Yeah, because I was like, no, because I didn't I didn't say that though. I said one, and then there's six D's, and I was like six D's, and I was like, what would six D's be? I was like, so is that like the fourth letter times six? And I'm like, is that one, two, four? And I'm like, ah, try to work it out. And I'm like, that's just like calculations. I was like, what the hell number did he just come up with? It was like 10, two, five. Yeah, no, <laughs> but what just... he was doing with that was he was trying to get the lassie, he was trying to tell the lassie that was waiting on the code, hold on, we're working out. I was like, Dan, she doesn't fucking need to know. We just need to get the fucking answer to her. And she's like, he's like, Roger, affirmative. Repeat. Well, oh, fuck off, Dan. I'm, I'm very glad that you guys got stuck not uh, on that part, but that that puzzle room, that ex that yeah. specific escape room, is where me and Graham got stuck right at the end. And there was a very similar instance of the answer staring us right in the face, but we could not figure it out for the life of us. And then when you were doing the 6D thing, we would say, "Yeah, that's." <laughs> They that's what someone watching us would have had the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah but it's all well and good. You didn't record you's fucking playing it. So you's no, all like, oh, how did you mask that up so bad? But, but there's a bit used to it. Like... We got every week. That was literally the last bit. We got all the way to bit to the end without needing a hint, except for Jay's fat fingers. You get hitting the hint button every now and then. Oh, the thing yeah. is, that how, like, I found that as well. Like, so I, like, I'm usually quite nimble fingered in regards to like playing it. But every time I went to hit a button, I was hitting the wrong. I was like, fuck, wrong button. Hit Jay the did the button. same thing. He it's goes, like, no, the, the, the word working. I was like, no, you just typed it wrong, you fat fingers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that last puzzle, man. Like, in hindsight, now I understood how it worked with like the colours and things like that working at the puzzle. But and Dan was like, oh, sorry, we don't need tips. Dan, there's a minute left, and I can guarantee you this isn't the last part of this fucking room. We need hints. He's like, no, 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 we don't need hints. Oh, man, fuck off, hint. Yeah. Uh, Put you, it in. I think we found out a bit that I don't even... James found out the logic... But you found out the first three bits were his room code anyway. I don't think you did that bit, did you, Jay? I think you just worked it out straight from the start bit. Would you, what, with the, the, the colour? Yeah, the, like, yeah, yeah no, you yeah. worked it out before we knew that the first three digits was his room number anyway. I think you just yeah. worked out straight from the code rather than actually remembering that the first three bits was his room number. We just it was the same with the puzzle beforehand, how like you were doing the jailbreak and like it had to be in certain cells. And Dan's like, how did you manage to work out it was that? I was like, because Dan it literally fucking tells you in the instructions. That's the whole point of reading the clues. Oh, yeah. how did you know it was 503? I was like, because it had to be in a room ending in three. 
It had to be in a room between this number and this number, and he couldn't yeah. be on a floor that had an escape chute on it. And the only floor that is, is room five. It has an, an even number of rooms on it, and it has to end in three. And seeing as mm -hmm. it went from 503 to five, uh, 501 to 508, it was literally only one room it could be. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So was that was that the only time you played it was with Dan or have you played? Yeah, I had to take a fucking. I had to take a hiatus from gaming after that to like bring my blood pressure down to a like safe level. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I do wonder if Ian's had a chance to play it yet because I'd like to hear what he has to say. But uh, mm. yes, yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's a great game. Uh, like I said, me and Graham finished it earlier in the month. There's only what, what was it? Twelve rooms in the end? Was it Graham? Yeah, yeah. It's about. I couldn't believe yeah. he built. Extra no, five no, minutes to finish that game room, game. and he was like, "No, no, I'm oh. done. I'm done. I've got to go. I'm done." Fucking. You were not annoyed more than me and Jay. We wanted you to get to that bit that we got stuck on, just to see because we were thinking that there's a chance you might solve that one quicker, or worst case scenario, Dan works it out straight away. <laughs> me and Jay. Oh yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Dan looks at it and goes, "This is the answer." Like you and Gray, you and Jay would never mm. have been able to game again. Shattering down, we're not doing this anymore. Um, yeah, really <laughs> good game. Obviously, that's kind of the last we're going to talk about it now because it's the end of the month. Next week, next week will be uh, the wonderful month of September. Ah. Um, mm. So, our ratings will be on the site in a couple of days. Uh, quick thumbs up, thumbs down, though, from Ross. Thumbs all the way up, Graham. Yeah, thumbs up from me as well. Um, yeah, I think so it was our ratings will be up. It was a thumbs up from Dan as well. Like, say, he had that, like, playing it with two people. He was thumbs up, and Ian didn't bother to comment. Yeah. So I don't even know if he's played it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he started it because he was going to play it with his wife, I think. But um, yeah, really good game. It's on Game Pass, like we said. Go check it out um, Escape Academy. Very, very enjoyable, especially in co-op. Just make sure you're prepared for some rage <laughs> if you, yeah. if you're, uh, yeah, that way inclined. Um, but we're gonna, yeah, like I said, we're gonna pick a new game for next month in the next couple of days with a Twitter poll up. Uh, are currently our choices which will be you again you can vote on will be payday 2 which is a great little uh love that game fucking love that can you imagine trying to organize the heist with dan well what i'm more worried about is graham because it, it requires quite a bit of stealth action at certain points well i was thinking dan would be more like the leroy jenkins like, so we've orchestrated <laughs> this perfectly and dan just runs in with like a shotgun pumping bullets everywhere and we're just like yeah. I must admit, the last time I properly played that was with some friends on PC, and I was the Leroy Jenkins. I was, I was, I'm bored of this now. Fucking shotgun out. Right, let's go. Um, so, yeah, so Payday 2, Turbo Golf Racing, which came out a couple of weeks ago on Game Pass, which is a good little Rocket League slash golf game. Uh, Lemon Escape, which is a 1v1, or I think 2v2, like time manipulation shoot, online shooter, which I really look forward to. But I never actually properly got into into playing it when it came out. And Midnight Fight Club, which is the newest release on the on the thing, which came out a couple of days ago, which Dan and myself have been playing. Uh, sort of a top Together? down brawler. No, 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 no. It just uh, I've, I've been playing it on the cloud, testing a little uh, nifty little controller, which I'll talk about next week. But uh, yeah, Midnight Fight Club, which is a, a good little good little brawler game. So we'll put that poll up. Probably I might do it once we finish the podcast tonight or tomorrow morning. So vote on there for us and let us know what you want us to play and we shall talk about it on the podcast. Put it up tomorrow yes. and then run it to the first or run it to the 30th yeah. and then we yeah. start it on the first. Damn right. So that's it for Project Game Pass for now. Let's get into the other games we've been playing this week. And I'm going to go to Graham first because he's been playing a game that people might want to hear about. Mm. Uh, well, I talked about Rumble first last week, Jay. 
yes, no, I've been playing um, Saints Row Five thanks to a kind um, swindle I managed to get from Dan, and yeah, um, I'm still on the fence on this one at the moment. I'm still kind of I'm about to and a bit, maybe two, three hours into it. It's definitely everything that that you expect from the Saints Row. It's got the exact same kind of swagger that sort of Saints Row had in the past. It's like GTA with sort of an extra level of sort of swagger and sort of comedic value and just, yeah, all the sort of combat, car stealing, sort of crime fighting and different factions, etc. It's all there. And it's just... The way it feels is almost I don't know if it's like it's the way it's rebooting or what they're doing with it. It was just so many things just keep falling. It, looks, it just seems very coincidental. Like one of the earliest bits on like you there's different factions that you kind of sort of dabble with. And um eventually you just decide to create your own and you end up at the church and you call yourself, Oh, I've got a name for herself, let's call ourselves the Saints. And then you dust off the middle bit and it's got the Saints Row symbol. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> this is the, you know, there's like the number five now, right? Well, yeah, it's it's a bit odd. And the one, there's a lot of sort of customizations you can do to your main character, make it male or female, play with the voices, different sizes, builds. There's quite a lot of customization you can do. One thing that annoyed me that's been in all the previous Saints Row games is that you don't have the, the English voice um type in there anymore um it's weird you can give uh males a female voice type and vice versa which just sounds very odd when you're playing it through accidentally because you can change it on the fly as well and i thought i changed it to the deeper voiced one and end up with a, a lady's voice and played through a cut scene with that which made it very weird so you guys is in a car talking with a really effeminate voice he's got like a big butch guy so that's kind of strange that you can kind of do that on the fly and there's customizable characters you can download as well so a couple of awesome ones of those it's like a, a super hench shaggy from scooby-doo that you can play as which is <laughs> mental but yeah there's loads of that kind of customization is all there that you can kind of get into enjoy the bit that's kind of putting a sour taste is just the, the level of overconfidence and swagger is turned up a bit too much it's almost like like you you start with you three other buddies in a, your house sharing and like you need to make rent so you kind of go in and sort of rob a store to sort of make ends meet mm. and they just continuously act like they're bulletproof and they just talk like it as well saying you know i you know we just fought off two factions and we took them all down and we didn't get hurt now, one guy took a flesh wound but it's like yeah okay now you're talking about being bulletproof you know you're sort of playing as a sort of always played like a rambo in the gta game anyway you're just a one-man army yeah. but it's just talking with the swagger so much that that's what you do you sort of go there you just you know you're gonna whoop everyone <laughs> it's like it's just a degree of swagger that's just a bit too far so i'm hoping it kind of eases down a bit further on but um yeah no i am enjoying it it's just yeah just a bit too much swagger at the moment but the story seems quite interesting still and there's still a lot of different side bits you can get involved in side hustles and that's kind of funny just the insurance 
broad one, whatever it is, where you get run over and break your bones. I used to love that, how you had the ragdoll physics you threw yourself in front of the I haven't hit that one yet. Um, there's kind of side hustles I've played. One involves sort of flying around in a wingsuit, it's similar to like how you do in like Just Cause and games like that. So you, you get fly up from a helicopter, you got a wingsuit to an area and throw charges at satellites and blow them up. Um, the side hustle where you play passenger, someone robs a place and then they jump in the car and you've got to defend them from any people or enemies coming their way. Uh, one of them was you have to go to a certain store and leave a really bad review. And then the worse you leave it, the bigger they come out and you have to sort of defend yourself for like two, three minutes when they just an onslaught of enemies just come at you with everything. And it can be quite challenging. <laughs> but... Um, uh, yeah, there's loads of different ones. There's a helicopter one that I haven't done yet. Um, and there's one you have to race a dune buggy as well, which seems pretty cool. But it yeah, seems real mushy. So there's tons of different ones. There's way variety of side hustles that you can get into. And there's like a bit more chilled out kind of ones as well, where you have to take pictures of certain monuments and certain pictures take the past travel destinations as well. So that's kind of like a, oh, a trick there, the kind of a different way of taking it. So there's definitely some cool elements to it. The the combat is just the same as it always was in Saints Row. The same as what it is in kind of GTA as well. There's a variety of weapons that you kind of play with. There's no outlandish weapons that, you, that have come into yet, like in previous Saints Row with the giant dildo weapons and space ah. weapons. Nothing super surreal has happened yet. Ruined that. Not yet. I'm saying there could still be a chance if something mental comes into play. But the only kind of weird surreal thing is the one of the gangs called the Idols that have got those weird space helmets. I think you saw in the trailer there, like they've got like a, a screen on the front with like digitized faces and stuff. So that's that's about as outlandish as it's got so far. But yeah, it's pretty good. So if you're a fan of the Saints Row games, this one is still in very much the same vein, although it's sort of made for like 4k sort of graphics there's i wouldn't say i've been sort of blown away by the sort of the graphical thing yeah it's it doesn't look like it's like you know like breathtaking graphics it's all right you can switch it to high performance and ray tracing and all those kind of different options but yeah i wouldn't say it's like a massive leap forward from the previous one that's fair enough that's fair enough so um our band Vano reviewed it and he gave it 7.3. Seems to be one of the higher ones on it, I think. But it sounds like you're having a bit more fun with it than that. So it's got a co-op, right? Yeah, yeah straight for a co-op off the bat, yeah. And people can jump into your worlds the same way as you could before. Or you okay. can leave it open to the public and people can join into your game if you let them. So that's that's so, yeah, I mean, I've installed it. So that's probably the only way I'll ever play this game. So I might jump into your game at some point and then join you for a, a bit yeah. of hectic carnage action. Um, but yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. Nice. Uh, do you want to talk about Rumbleverse, or do you want to uh, move on to Ross? Uh, yeah, you can move on. There's nothing. So I'm just I've got progressively worse, or people have got progressively cheesy on the way they're kind of playing that game now. The only thing benefit it's kind of, it's is reached that, that point where people were mixing the but, the good ones are coming out now, aren't they? And they know how to sort of cheese wins and sort of roll a certain way to always evade moves yeah it's sort of i keep getting cheese the same way or, or lobbed into the water so it's either everyone's got progressively better or i've just got progressively cack or yeah. a bit of both yeah a bit of column a bit of column b <laughs> yeah <Nice>. exactly <laughs> okay ross have you played anything but escape academy obviously you said you had to calm down for a bit a uh, football manager 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Right, anyway. Let's... What a way to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and how is, how is uh, uh, let me get this right, Bristol doing? Well, Bristol are the team that I'm not playing as, so... Oh, fuck. Know. I had a 50 50 uh... chance and I fucked it. I can't remember the other one. What's the other Brighton. one? Brighton. Brighton. Um, How's Brighton doing? So, end of the second season, Brighton finished second in the league. Bristol City got Europa League, so um, both teams have qualified at their European groups. Um Bristol City are still waiting for their draw for the Europa League. Uh, Brighton have drawn Celtic in the first knockout round of the Champions League. As it stands just now, Bristol City is third in the league, six points behind Brighton at the top of the league. Brighton have been knocked out of both cup competitions in England, though, but did win the Community Shield. So, well, it's been there's a, always a nice bag. There's always something. There's always next year when you can get um, M- Mbappe to start playing for you. Mbappe's playing for Munich, forwards. he's just signed. So. Oh, I, I tried my best. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the effort, I do. Thanks, you know, I've got to support <laughs> you somehow, and I? Start taking um, notes, Jay, come on. Um, I'm, you should see my notebook next to me, it's copious. Copious, but the problem is I write so fast I can't read it, so yeah, <laughs> useless. useless to me. Um, cool, so that and obviously Escape Academy, and we'll... Uh, we'll Check in with the weekly football manager update next week again. Happy days. I'll have a whole like my whole notepads full of all my tactics and training. Wonderful. I, I, I forgot to say I can't make it next week. I'm <laughs> I've got to wash my hair. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll go very quickly then. Uh, so I've been playing a bit of a Midnight Fight Express, which is a top-down brawler game. Um, I've been playing it solely on the cloud. Like I said, testing another uh, sort of cloud controller for the for the phone and stuff. And so far, it's pretty decent. Pretty simple, literally punch everybody in the face. Uh, there's all sorts of different moves and stuff you can reverse uh, and do counter attacks. You can grab, you can upgrade your character to get different moves and stuff. Uh, but it's just a violent punch people in the face game, basically. Uh, I'm only a couple of levels in, but it's good fun so far. There's, there's different, uh, I think, different objectives in each one. So obviously, you've got to get to the end to defeat the boss, but there's little side characters and stuff to defeat. And yeah, just a bit of fun. I don't know if it's co-op. It would be much more fun if I could play with someone. But so far, I've just yeah. played it on my own. Um, and yeah, simple enough. Weapons to pick up, guns and knives and explosive barrels and stuff. Yeah, decent enough. I think Daniel's been playing it for review, so I imagine his opinion will be up at some point when he's not off swan enough and, and enjoying <laughs> himself at weddings. Um, yeah, decent little game. Check it out. Game Pass. Always good. Um, yeah. uh, but the main one, which I've, I wanted to talk about last week, and I could have technically, but I didn't want to, you know, get too early. Is a game called Tinykin, which is um, basically Pikmin for an Xbox. So let's uh, yeah, let's get ready, shall we? Are you ready? <laughs> oh, oh. Um, I will say, oh, I've, got, I, say I've got so much more to talk about the football manager. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, motherfucker. Um, it's not as good as Pikmin. I'll, I'll get that out of the way straight, you know, from the off, just because it doesn't have quite that Nintendo charm. It's from some ex Ubisoft developers, I think. So the style of it looks very much like a like a Rayman style. Um, like the 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 2D art and stuff like that. You can tell it's from people who used to work on Rayman and stuff. But the gist is, you're this tiny little guy who's crash landed in this big house uh, and. As you can see from the trailer, if you're watching right now, 
everything is massive. So you're in a front room and you've got the sofa, which is huge, or, or in a kitchen, the fridge and the cabinets and stuff are massive. And you've got to figure out how to get up the top and uh, and solve that room's puzzles. And to help you get these things called tinykins, which there's several different types, uh, like the red ones explode, the blue ones conduct electricity, the yellow ones make bridges, etc., etc. Uh, and the idea is you enter this room, uh, you're given a task. So you, the last one I did was I had to, there was a party that got interrupted and you got to bake a cake to get everyone to come back together to enjoy the party. So you have to find all the ingredients around the room. Uh, and in order to do so, you've got to solve puzzles to get to the area where the ingredients are and then bring them back. And it's just, I'm fucking loving it. Absolutely enjoying it 100%. Again, I'm a massive fan of Pikmin, obviously. So that was a good starting point. But it's, although it doesn't have as much charm as Pikmin, it's almost easier to play than Pikmin because each room you go into, you get your Tinykin, but they only stay in that room. So you can't you know, f- get more Tinykin from another room and bring them to help you. Like Everything mm-hmm. in that, that room is solvable with what you've got in that room. You don't need to worry about, I need 50 Pikmin, uh, sorry, 50 Tinykin mm-hmm. from that room and 20 Tinykin from this room and need to bring them here. Everything you need is within the room. And it's not hard yeah. at all. It's it's more a process of elimination. So one of the first rooms I went in, it was the case of, right, well, I, I can only climb up to this area. So I'll climb up there. I'll get all the tiny kid. I've solved this puzzle. All right now I can only get to this area. I solved that bit. All right now I can only get to the next area, etc., etc., etc. Um, And there's lots of side objectives as opposed, uh, in addition, sorry, to the um, main objectives, uh, which are optional, but they're worth doing because they give you rewards or they give you extra you know things to go in the museum basically like a, a little tick tick list of things to do just to give you keep you entertained which aren't hard at all and often they're quite funny there's been a quite a lot of in jokes of like i said they're former rayman developers so there's been a couple of in jokes of rayman gags and they've i think there's been even been a pikmin joke so far and uh, uh there was a joke i forget I, I took a picture of it but it was something about breaking bad and all these sort of like pop culture jokes and stuff oh, that they gosh. sort of bundle in within the quests uh controlling it is easy enough you just literally just run around you if you if you've got a couple of different tiny kids you don't need to select which one you want to use if you aim at an explosive barrel for example you'll automatically throw an explosive pick uh oh, fuck, i'm going to keep saying pikmin explosive tiny kin or if you aim at a, a bridge you automatically throw a yellow tiny kin to, to build that bridge. You don't need to worry about selecting the right one and you'll only throw as many as you need and then they all come back to you. And yeah, it's just fucking brilliant. A, like a charming little game. Like I said, the puzzles aren't too hard, but they're not. It's more a case of following mm-hmm. the logic to it rather than being like, oh, I don't know where to go or what to do. Um, and I'm just absolutely loving it. I'm on the last level now. There's five, five rooms, I think. And I'm on the fifth one now, which is uh, like a almost like an amusement park but in set in the kids bedroom of this house uh and it just looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun so i'm very excited to get back to that at some point in the next day or two it's out on the 30th of uh, august so a couple of days now game uh, day one game pass which is always exciting Ooh. and yeah I, i'm really really enjoying it it's yeah i can't really think of anything negative to say about it really um, it's not pikmin apart from the fact that it's not pikmin no but there's good. It's as good as Pikmin. Uh, there's, like I said, you get the Pikmin. The oh, fucking hell, Pikmin again. Tinykin within each room, <laughs> and having them 
sort of dotted around. You never run out. I've, I've ne- I don't think I've come across any instant right now where I've been like, shit, I haven't got enough. I've got to try and figure it out because I'm just exploring everywhere and finding the tiny kin. And yeah, it's just wonderful. Very funny, very charming, enjoyable enough to play. And yeah, nice and easy. I'm, although the, the game clock says I've played it for 26 hours, that's because it was on um, Quick Resume for, for an entire day. I think I've played it for about five and a half hours so far and I'm nearly at the end. So it's not even a particularly long game, but really enjoyed it so far so definitely go check that out in two days and my review i intend on getting up in the next day or two but i want to finish the the final level first so yeah tinykin check it out thanks why not (laughs) (laughs) you're picking me this call a call of cues i was like this could go down a a rabbit hole here oh man i mean as i said i love pikmin but this is this is as good as we're going to get on xbox unless nintendo and sony and everyone like the fusion finger together and start releasing everything everything um yeah, really enjoyed it. So go check it out in a couple of days when it's out on the 30th. Booyah! Cool. So anything else, gentlemen? Let's move on to the uh, the last segment. So Feel free to wrap on. this bad boy up. Let's wrap this bad boy up like a motherfucker. Right. As Ross alluded to earlier on, we've got some reviews up on the site. Not too many this week because I've been busy, but uh, we've got Saints Review, like I said, from uh, Varno at 7.3 and Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed by Bubba, who gave it a 9. So if you are a big fan of the Destroy All Humans franchise, sequel has been remastered and reprobed just for you. Right. And that's about it this week. Like I said, there'll be plenty more coming up this week. We've got loads in the chamber. So keep checking xboxtam.com for more reviews. However, if you'd like to check out your Game Pass service, perhaps you want to show a list of games coming to it to your friends and family in case the Game Pass friends and family plan comes out anytime soon. Ross, tell us all about games coming, please. So we'll go over a couple that came out last week and then we'll go up the ones that are coming this week. So we've got Xpunks on PC August 25th. Opus Echo of Starsong Full Bloom Edition on console and PC August 25th as well. And then the ones coming this week, you've got Commandos 3 HD Remaster on console, PC and Cloud. That's August 30th. Immortals Phoenix Rising on console, PC and Cloud August 30th. Tinykin, as Jay has been playing this week, coming to Game Pass on console and PC. And then the one I'm looking forward to the most, Immortality, coming to console and PC on August 30th. Very much looking forward to that, checking that one out as well. Hopefully it'll be a bit more uh, our speed as opposed to the last couple of Sam Barlow games. But, Graham, you're going to have to do the honours, I'm afraid. What's leaving? Because okay. Ben's not here. He's off swanning around in a wedding somewhere, getting drunk and <laughs> chatting up the lads. So, what's leaving Game Pass? So, these are all leaving us on August the 31st. We have Elite Dangerous, uh, Hades, Mist. NBA 2K22, Signs of the Sojourner, Spirit Spiritfarer, 12 Minutes, Two Point Hospital, What Remains of Edith Finch, and World War Z. So again, as we said last week, some good games leaving there, but no doubt we'll get some decent ones hit to replace them, such as uh, uh, this little game called Tiny Kid. Anyway, yes, Graham, I'm gonna double, I'm gonna double dip you, Graham. Double down. Go Lovely. for it. Games of Gold, please <laughs> tell us what you can get with our subscription of uh, Games of Gold. Yes, so you can pick up Calico from now to the 31st of August, so that's almost at the end. You've got Monaco, What's Yours is Mine, which is also available until the 31st. And you've got Scourgebringer, which is available until September 15th. Nice. So go check them out. Obviously, this is the 28th of August right now, so they'll no doubt announce the next lineup of games of gold in approximately 
10 minutes when we finished. But yeah, check check out uh, Major Nelson on Twitter and you'll find out. And hopefully there'll be a decent list and as well as new games coming to Game Pass. <laughs> been hoping every week for a while now. Yeah, I wouldn't hold out your <laughs> I wouldn't hold your breath because <laughs> you'd be fucked. But uh, all right, so I think that's uh, once again a podcast. Thank you very much if you listened to the end of this wonderful, wonderful show. We appreciate it. We love you. Uh, as Ross alluded to earlier on in the plugs, you can support us in many various ways. Check it out below or go back and listen to his plug section if you'd like. Um, I, uh, that's it, really. Thank you very much for listening. We love you. And we will see you next week at 8 p.m. Ish! On uh, youtube.com slash Xbox Tavern Official, as well as various other streaming places such as Twitter, Facebook, or Twitch, depending on which one we choose next week. And Twitter. Uh, and Twitter, yes. yes. So thank you very much. I've been Jamie. You can follow me at Enaxan, and you can follow uh, Graham. At Graham Reaper. And Scottish Gruff Ross at? At Scottish Gruff. Oh, nice and easy. Easy to remember. Thank you very much, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure, and we shall speak to you again next week. Goodbye. Peace out. Have fun. See you later. Bye.